Hi, everybody. Jason Smith here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Truth About Social Ads. I'm an agency owner specializing in Facebook and Instagram ads, and I have dedicated my professional life to helping you learn what others won't tell you about Facebook ads. You know, I believe there's so much information that no one is sharing about Facebook ads and how you can fail and win running ads for your business and when it's time to hire an agency. That's why I'm here bringing ideas and information that can help you run successful Facebook and Instagram ads. Hey everybody, how you doing today? Welcome to another awesome episode of The Truth About Social Ads. And today I have somebody on the podcast, gosh, super cool guy, successful business owner, and again, I always say I'm super excited for, for this episode, but this is super special for me because our relationship that we have, uh, he's a very, he's a close friend, uh, runs an awesome, successful podcast, which we'll, we'll talk about, but we'd like to welcome uh, Ralph Burns to the show. Ralph, how you doing? I'm doing great. Jason Smith, <laughs> the great radio voice. <laughs> so just, just listen to my voice, everybody. Don't worry about what we're talking about here, you know? Ralph and I were joking about that before we before we jumped on and started recording, but uh, but yeah, well, Ralph, well, thank you so much for for jumping on. I appreciate it. You know, it's kind of funny. Most of my guests, I need like a little bio. You know, I ask my guests for bios, but for you, it's a little different. I, I know you pretty well, so I don't really need a bio from Ralph because uh, I know him pretty well and his agency. Uh, so Ralph is the uh, founder of a very successful agency called Tier 11. Um, if you're listening, I'm sure most of you probably know his agency. And he's also a co-host of a very successful podcast called Perpetual Traffic, uh, which I was featured on Perpetual Traffic guy, a few years ago, Ralph, right? Yes, it's been a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, looked up that episode, but yeah, it's been a couple of years. I know, right? <clears throat> need to need to uh talk about that episode in one of my episodes one of these days. It'd be pretty funny. But uh yeah. and 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 Ralph and his agency, super high level level agency. They're a Facebook and Instagram only agency, just like I am. And gosh, Ralph, uh they they do about a hundred million dollars a year in Facebook and Instagram ad spend, which is phenomenal. Congratulations, Ralph, for that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, super excited to have you on. Thanks again for for coming on. And and today, what I want to talk about is really just tell the audience like how you and I got to know each other. I talked in my first episode a lot about you, so you'll have to go listen to my first episode. But my first episode, I taught I talked a lot about how you and I met, how I went to the certification program where it was a a tight knit group of of people. How I found you guys, it was like a fluke deal. How I found you, I just was searching, and you know I. Gosh, I filled out the application and got a call from somebody. And then next thing you know, I'm flying to Austin, walking into a room of a bunch of professionals. And I felt like a fish out of water for sure. I don't know if you remember that, Ralph, but I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, and of course, I'm the only one, you know, I, I walk in and no name tag for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely in the wrong room here, you know? <laughs> 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 and Ralph, I remember you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the printer broke or what, but sorry, dude, you know, just find a spot somewhere. And, you know, I was, I was intimidated because, you know, we got a lot of, 
pretty pretty successful people in the room and including you guys and uh gosh that's how that's how this whole thing got started was me kind of taking a chance uh diving in with both feet and uh, going to the certification that you put on so I guess, Ralph, just tell a little about yourself uh, real quick. Most of the people that listen to this podcast probably already know you. But tell us a little about yourself, what you're doing these days, how the agency's doing. And um, yeah, we'll start from there. Yeah, I remember when you came into that certification, actually, because I think I was the one who said, uh, sorry, man, the biker convention is down the hall. Yeah, right. <laughs> I walk in, long beard, flannel, dickies on. You're like, who the hell is this guy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love the fact that you went and you took that chance and you were uncomfortable. Yes, you very. Felt like you were out of place. And I think that's actually a good place to start because, I mean, I think if you're first starting out, you have to overcome that fear. So many people have this fear of, oh, I need to be successful to hang out with successful people. Yep. No, you don't. You, you don't yeah. need to be successful. You just need to learn from successful people. And you had the balls and the grit to be able to go to that program, you know, cobble together the money and yep. fly there, show up, knowing that you were probably going to be the newest or the, you know, the biggest noob in the group, which is a yeah. hard thing to do, but you did it. And that's the reason why you're here today on this podcast and a really successful agency. And all we did is just sort of mold the clay, man. Like you need the desire and the ability to be able to fall flat on your face and get up from it and learn from it. And that's what success is all about. And it's a continual journey, you know, without sounding like Tony Robbins here, but it is true. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, yeah. there were some pretty badass Facebook people in that group. And as I recall, the first one, uh, you know, Ryan Dice came in and spoke. And, yeah. You know, I yep. hold him in such high esteem. And now yep. he's a good friend and, uh, you know, a good business partner for the last four or five years. But what it was is like, you know, when you're starting out, whether it's your agency, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's anything in life, you have to be willing to fail and to stumble and to look silly. <laughs> right. You know, and um, yeah. and that's, I think, what we all loved about you back then and, and still do today. And I'm really, really glad and so happy and so proud that you're successful and yeah, you built a life out of this platform that we obviously will talk about. You talk about it here on this show, which is still amazes me. Like even yeah. after 10 years of doing it, like when there was only yeah. right hand rail ads back in 2010, 2009, if you freaking believe that. I mean, yep. I, was, I was running the ads back then and I was like, man, if they could ever figure out the targeting, yeah. this would be a monster. And now here yep. it is today. 4 billion plus monthly active users. And, um, you know, we've built entire businesses around it. I built an entire business around it. You built an entire business around it. And yes. it's amazing. I think we're mm. still at the, the beginning of it. It's just the tip of the iceberg. So, yeah, it's, yep. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate everything you said. And, and, uh, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm not a stranger to working my ass off, right? Like, that's, <laughs> Man, like, and it's funny because <laughs> that's funny. Actually, <laughs> I remember you said, "Yeah, you said that." And you're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." We do all this outside training, this exterior, like external training. 
Yeah. And I think you finished it all in a weekend, even when you had like your kids or something. Yeah. Like, I forget, like your wife, you know, yeah. left you and the kids and, and you like did all of the DM certifications in a single weekend. I think that's still the tier 11 record, by the way. Yeah. I think I did, I did five or six in a Saturday. And, um, yeah, it was total mission. But hey, you know, like I, I was driven to do it and I really wanted to. You know, because what I really did was, and I learned from the certification, was I went in there not knowing anything, you know, and I talk, talked about that in my first episode. Like, I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, everybody's up there, like, you know, talking about KPIs and CPAs. And I'm like, dude, what the heck is all this stuff, you know? And, and you know, everybody was kind of out having a good time after the event. And I was like the only one that was back at my room, probably like studying that. Remember the huge 400 page like Bible you gave us, you yeah, know, when, when we went the first day and the only event I went to was the last day, the Super Bowl party, because, you know, the event was over and, right. um, you know, the, the six day event and gosh, like, you know, and you guys didn't know this and I don't know if you know this to this day, but like, I literally stayed in a $40 Airbnb a night because I couldn't afford like to stay at the <laughs> hotel that you guys were at. Right. That's um, awesome. And it's funny, I'll never forget this too. The the owner of the Airbnb was like, man, like you come home later than me. You're there. You, I, I see you. You're studying this big old book. And then you get up earlier than me and you, and I see you leave. And it's like this, it's been like this for like the past four days. And I'm like, well, I just want to, you know, really want to, to learn this stuff, you know? So, and that's kind of what I did was I just, yeah, right. I just put my head down and you know, at the time I was just tired of the police department and I just didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore, you know, of just working 12 hour shifts. And, you know, as you know, I've been in a, a bunch of violent situations that, you know, uh, kind of wears on your psyche and mentally and at home and, um, work in the worst neighborhoods in Los Angeles. It just, it wears on you for, I was just tired of it, you know? Yeah. And, um, after the second day in the, in the, uh, in the training and the certification, I knew I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I got to make this work. And I think the second day I approached you and I was like, hey, Ralph, what can I do to work at the agency? And you, I mean, you're, you were like, dude, you have no experience. Like, I can't, even if I wanted to, I couldn't like bring you on, you know? And I'll never forget you telling me, go out after the certification, get a few clients, get some experience, circle back with me, we'll chat. And we'll see what we can do and maybe get you, you know, working here at the agency. And that's exactly what I did, right? I left the certification, yeah. gosh, just like work until three or four in the morning every night. Uh, and again, but, I, but what also what I want to say though is, you know, you guys gave me the framework and the ability to be able to do that, right? Like it was a super high level training. Any plans on doing another one, by the way? <laughs> Out of curiosity? <laughs> Live? No. No, yeah. but we do have the agency accelerator, which you know a little bit of something. Yes, about. I'm actually in that program now. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast because at the end of the podcast, I wanna I wanna touch on that and how awesome it is. But um, sure. but uh, just I was just curious, you know, that's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but you guys gave me the high level training, and really all I had to do was implement the training. And you know how it is out there in today's world. There's a lot of bullcrap training out there, right? Like sure. there's a lot of training you can't just take and implement. You guys were a little different. I mean, and that's what I loved about the certification at that point was 
it was something that I could like physically take and you gave us all the tools we needed. All I needed to do was just work. Right. And that's exactly what I did. And, you know, I do talk and I talked to Deacon about this, who Deacon is the VP of operations at, at tier 11. He's the one that kind of gave me my first two clients. And I don't even know if you know that Ralph, but yeah, he he gave me my first couple clients and I ran from there, you know, and and it kind of took off from there. But gosh, I just, you know, I think back and, and really the whole point of this podcast today is to tell the audience that you really can go from not knowing anything about Facebook ads or about an agency as long as you have good people behind you like Ralph and Tier 11 and, and everybody in your organization, Ralph, that's helped me out. If you have good people in a good circle, you know you can be successful. You can go far. And it's not just that. It's also about maintaining those good relationships. And you know, I remember coming to you, Ralph, and, and asking you, Hey, I, I'm back. I have a bunch of experience now. Well, I wouldn't say a bunch, but I have some experience running Facebook ads at the time. And I came back and circled back and you ended up giving me a shot, right? And yep. that's that's kind of half the battle there too, right? Is is seeing something in somebody and giving them a shot to to come on. So talk a little bit about why you even gave me the chance to come work for Tier 11 in the first place. Like what, or I don't even know, it's been a few years. So I don't know if you remember exactly what you were thinking, but tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think the thing is, like, there's a lot of people that go out there and learn stuff, pay money for courses. And the internet marketing is just notorious for this. It's like there's professional people who actually just go to courses and learn stuff, but never actually apply it. Yep. So, and, you know, when we formulated that certification program with my former partner, like, our whole thing was everyone needs to be able to come out of here just guns a blazing. And to be able to implement everything that we're going to teach here. Otherwise, it's not worth it because we weren't doing right. it for the money. I actually didn't make any money off that. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. And I remember which that is, very well. <clears throat> yeah, which is fine. Which is the reason why like live programs are really hard to kind of pull off. But you know, for two of the programs, we knew that we did something really spectacular. And yep. it was at that point in time where I said, well, you know, if I could ever sort of replicate this in the virtual world, I wanted to do it because it was so gratifying. But the point was, is that it was set up for people who are action takers. And you were one of those guys who was an action taker. And I think that's the thing that I respected is that, you you know, you don't have to come from an Ivy League school. You don't have to have perfect grades. You don't even have to go to college. What I really admire in people is work ethic and grit. Grit is a great book, by the way. Angela, Angela Duckworth. It's a really good book, but it's, basically it's it's just it's digging down deep inside to overcome a lot of the frustrations and a lot of the failures that you're going to have which we talked about sort of in the earlier part of the show but the point is is that that's really how you become successful is you just continuously pick yourself up pivot a little bit move on figure out what you're really good at what you really love doing and work like hell to be the best in the world at it and yep. I, that's what I saw in you at that point in time. And I, you were still sort of a, you know, you weren't a, uh, you know, a, a cut diamond quite yet. You were still a little <laughs> bit, still a little bit rough, yeah, but that yeah. was fine. And I think we actually hired you as I was like, I don't know where this is sort of a tier 11 thing for us. It's like when we find really good people, we say, well, I don't really know where I can fit them in, but I do want them 
on this bus. I just don't yeah. know necessarily what seat on the bus to put him in. And that's sort of a, you know, good to great by Jim Collins kind of thing. But it's a really a good analogy because we didn't really have a seat on the bus, but I did yep. say, Hey, this guy knows a lot. He's, he's in this e-commerce niche. And I don't think we've really yep. done a whole lot with product catalog, <laughs> which at that point I said, if that is like a thing of the future and it's still a thing of the future. And now with Facebook yep. coming out with, you know, Facebook shops and Instagram shops, like it's a big yep. deal, but yep. you were the guy that actually implemented DPAs and catalogs inside tier 11. And yes. I knew that was something that we were missing. And, yep. you know, it was like just uploading catalogs and doing product sets. It was kind of rudimentary at that point. And it gets, you can get really complex with it if you've got lots of SKUs. But the point is, it's like, you knew how to do something that we weren't really that great with. I was like, all right, that's where we can plug them in. Because I admired the grit and the work ethic. And I knew you were picking yourself up by the bootstraps. And you were desperate to escape like your previous life, which I really yeah. identified with. And that's part of my story as well. The reason yep. why I worked my ass off and got four hours of sleep for 10 years in yep. a row, probably took a few years <laughs> off my life at the end of the exactly. day. Because yeah. I was so freaking miserable doing what yeah. I was doing. And you were yeah. too. And I was like, yep. I like that in this guy. And he's not like feeling sorry for himself. Like, oh, woe is me. I've got a bad yeah. job. And will somebody do this for me? No, you dug in and just got it done and, and we're, we're an implementer. And, and that's what that program was all about. And uh, I think that's why it's such a great success story. So yeah, so that's how we started working together. And you sort of worked your way up inside mm -hmm. tier 11. And oftentimes this does happen is that people sort of reach the point where, hey, you know, if you don't want to work here anymore, or you want to go and work somewhere else, go do that. And that's yeah. kind of why we kind of parted ways. And we ended up becoming partners in the fact that we refer business to you that Yep. You know, maybe isn't such a great fit for tier 11 and it's a better fit for you. So it's really worked out well in the end for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate that. And uh, you're right. I was just tired and I didn't know what to do. And I, you know, it's like when you see that door open, I didn't want to wonder what it was going to be like if I didn't go through that door, right? Yeah. Go to the certification and really dive in deep there. And yeah, I was at, at I came on and you kind of just like invented a job description for me at tier 11. And I was the DPA guy. Like that's what yeah. I was known as. Like everybody knew at the agency, like, Hey, if you, if we want to start doing DPAs for some of the e-com clients, let Jason go in. He's going to write the copy. He's going to do it. And I'll never forget. It was, it was funny. I think we were at, I think we're at TNC as a team, you know, when I was still working for tier 11 and you put up one of my DPAs, because you were talking about the dynamic ads process in your one of your presentations at TNC yeah. and one of mine. And I was like, dude, that's my that's my DPA right there. I was so excited. You know, I'm like, uh, like there's like thousands of people in the room. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. You know, was it the furry um, freshness one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, dude, that's presentation. Yeah. I'm like taking pictures like a like a little girl in there, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. You know, so but that was a part of the process. And and with success also comes failures, right? Like, and I want to talk about my failures in tier 11 because there was one major one that I, that I did. And um, I want to talk about that for a second because that's what this podcast is about is about telling the good, bad and the ugly about stuff. And, you know, I'll never forget. It was kind of, I think this was like my second client, you know, with tier 11 and I was all excited and pumped up to, 
to do some more work and stuff. And Ralph was like, okay, it looks like you've shown us that, you know, you kind of, you know, know what you're doing. So let's give you another client. Uh, And this was a full, I was doing everything myself, you know, which was awesome, big responsibility. And, you know, it was a, we were doing lead generation for that particular client. And I'll never forget, like a couple hours later, I had messaged you guys on Slack and I'm like, dude, we got like 70 leads already, you know? (laughs) And and Ralph, and it was awesome because you even said you were like, and I don't remember the exact words, but it was like, let's wait a second, Jason. My high school professor, or my, my college professor told me, what was it? Like, <laughs> I can't remember. Do you remember one, what, what you said to me? One warm day in March does not make a spring, Mr. Burns. <laughs> exactly. There yeah. we go, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was... And I remember you saying that, and I'm like... Maybe I should like look into this a little bit more. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should check the tracking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but then you're the one that caught it because you. I think you said you went in there or you went into the ad, clicked on the link in the ad, and it took you to the thank you page yes. of that that you know the lead generation process. So, what I did for those of you who are listening and know a little about Facebook ads, I created the ad. It was a it was a good ad. I thought it was awesome. Right. Yeah. But I put in the wrong link. So what I did was I put in the wrong link. Instead of putting the initial landing page in so they can consume the information, I put the thank you page in off the ad. So every time somebody clicked from the ad to the landing page, it was counting them as a lead. And they obviously weren't a lead because they were supposed to be going to the homepage. Right? Right. 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 And, And I'll never forget you like... And I'll never forget your face on the zoom call and I'm like, man, I don't even want to turn on my camera, you know, <laughs> like, and you're like, how did this happen? You know? And I'm like, Ralph, I, I'm sorry. I totally messed up. And, and I think that's part of it too, is really just, you know, I sunk down in my seat and I felt like a total idiot, but I also admitted what I did wrong. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Won't happen again. Like it definitely, this will not happen again. And that was a huge learning learning process for me because I'll never forget your face on the zoom call when you're like, dude, what, what happened? But <clears throat> you weren't, you also weren't like, yeah, you idiot, you know, all this stuff. And I'll never forget. You were like, Hey, listen, we all make mistakes. We've done this before. We've probably all done this. But the important part is, is you said, Hey, it won't happen again. Yep. I, I messed up. I effed up big time. Right. Yeah. Um, and it and I think we ended up spending about three thousand dollars too. Yeah. We spent like quite a bit of money, right? Oh, yeah. And I was like freaking out, you know. So yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> and you remember that, right? Pretty pretty vividly. I, yeah, I absolutely remember it. I mean, I, I think one of the things that I loved about it was that you admitted it. So mm-hmm. I, one of the things I absolutely hate is excuses. Yes. And when people come to me with problems, like our our job as agency owners is to solve problems. Like that's yep. basically what we do. And I say this mm-hmm. all the time to my team, my management team. It's like, you know, your job is to be on meetings <laughs> and help solve problems, but more importantly, help people solve their own problems. So yeah. any problem yeah. that they come to you with, you need to not put the fix it hat on the Mr. Or Mrs. Fix it hat on. You need to actually get them to help solve the problem. And most importantly, if they don't take responsibility, then you have a real issue with your personnel potentially. And that was one of the things that I think I admired about you is that you're like, 
holy crap, I really screwed up here. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, you didn't think it was okay. I think you thought uh, no. you were going to get fired or get yelled at or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Well, we spent $3,000 of this guy's money. I was taking a chance with you as, I think, a new ads manager. I don't think you're a full-blown yeah. media buyer as of yet. I was kind of overseeing the account as the media buyer, yeah. as I recall. So yeah. we were sort of yeah. co-managing it. So somebody had to report back to the customer. And he was pissed. Yeah, he, he was ended pissed. Up, <laughs> he ended up leaving us not yeah. too far after, which... From my perspective, you know, that is a hard learning experience because obviously now he has an impression of, you know, I don't think we were even branded as tier 11 at that point in time. We're just like the agency. But yeah. the point is, is like he has a bitter taste in his mouth because of it. But like everybody fails, like everybody has problems. And I think he had an issue with the fact that there is a lot of failure in Facebook ads. Mm, and yeah. I tell yeah. this to my team all the mm. time. It's like, you know, the highest batting average in the major leagues lifetime was Ty Cobb. And I forget what it was. It was like 363 or something like yeah. that. So that still means that he's getting out. He's not getting on base at least six times out of 10. That's a whole yeah. lot of failure. If you're only getting 60%, you basically have a D in like regular school. Exactly. Is, Facebook ads, that's like unheard of your hall of fame, as mm -hmm. is Ty Cobb in the hall of fame. So Yep. The point is, is that you're going to fail a lot. And right. if you, if you do, you just keep with it and just keep going and admit your mistakes and learn from them. We need to mitigate like the downside risk for the customers. And at the end of the day, I mean, we are spending a lot of money. Like we spend, as we've probably sat here on this, you know, 25 minute call so far, we probably spent $10,000 in the agency. Yep. I'm not spending it. It's my media buyers who are spending it. So the point is, is like we have that we owe our customers, you know, the, the fiduciary responsibility to take care of their ad spend, but mistakes will happen along the way. And that's yep. why I push for all our team members to innovate, you know, fail. Don't be worried about failure, but right. mitigate downside risk. You know, if yeah. you're spending $150,000 a month on a customer's Facebook and Instagram ad account, which is about the average, you know, like that's a regular spend for us. Yep. You know, then you, you're probably going to, you can put five grand aside or maybe 10 grand aside in a testing budget to test something else, test a different methodology, different, a do way of doing things, you know, so you're innovating at the same time, but you need to mitigate the downside risk for the customer, which means you need to watch it. There is a don't launch a campaign on a Friday before you, you know, head to the, on the weekend for a trip to the mountains where you're not going to have yeah. any cell service unless you have coverage. Right. So... But anyway, so we made that mistake, but we, we overcame it. And um, the point was is that, uh, you know, that customer had a very hard time of understanding that, that Facebook ads isn't an ATM. It's not like right. you just put in your, your cash card and you just get money out of it. You're there to acquire customers and then yeah. sell them over and over and over again. Hey, it's Jason here taking a quick break. Thank you so much for listening this far. I really appreciate it. You know, I've put together a great resource for you that can help you understand how to set up full funnel campaigns complete with audiences and what audiences to exclude at every step of the way. This could help you figure out which ads to set up, what audiences to use and how much budget you should allocate to each campaign. This is probably the most common roadblock I hear from people when setting up ads. You can go to truthaboutsocialads.com to download your copy. Hope you enjoy it.
and that's the other thing too about Facebook ads, you know, is, is, you know, these guys and what we talked about earlier, you know, they see a course or they see, Hey, Bob down the street, a uh, business owner down the street's getting leads for a dollar. Well, you're not, it, your business is different, right? Yeah. Like it's not like you said, an ATM machine, every business is different. Every business's KPIs are different. You're not going to get a dollar leads like the dude on the course is telling you you're going to get probably. And then they get all pissed and then gives, you know, agency owners like us sometimes a harder time to bring them on as clients because the trust isn't there uh, and you kind of have to weed your way through. But the other thing I want to touch on too, which this didn't occur to me until after I made that mistake was the fact that tier 11 like lost a client, right? Because of something that I did. Right. right. And at the time when you're in the ad account, when you're doing stuff, you're like, okay, things are going good. You make a mistake. It ripples a lot further than just you working in the ad account. Right. right? Like, and that's a, was a tough lesson learned for me because I, I remember you coming back and saying, yeah, he's probably going to leave. And I'm like, Oh man, like that just made it even worse for me. Right. But again, that taught me too, that there is much more than just an account manager running the account you doing a great job in the Facebook ads, you make a mistake. And that, I mean, you lost revenue there, right? As an agency owner, you're like, dude, now I'm out X amount of dollars, like this freaking guy messed up, you know, but you never made me feel like that. I felt like that because that's kind of who I am. But it went a lot further than just like making a mistake on the account. And I guess that's the other thing that some people don't realize. And I didn't realize until the mistake happened. And it was a good gut check for me. And I'll never forget that. You will never you know? forget it. And never. I think we actually said that when we, when we had our call. Like, yes. All right, you made this mistake. You'll never do it ever again. Yep. Yep. You know? But nope. the other, the flip side to that too, is that even though I'm pointing out your mistake, it was actually my mistake. Because when things go wrong, I always look in the mirror. When things go right, I mm-hmm. look out the window. Meaning... Mm-hmm. I give credit to other people as much as I possibly can. That's just my management style. Like when things are going really, really well, like, yeah, you screwed up for sure. But on the flip side, I didn't check the ads. Yeah. I didn't do a good QC, which is now a standard operating procedure inside tier 11. We learned from it as well. So now we have an SOP, a standard operating procedure, a manual on this that every ads manager, every media buyer needs a full quality control check or a QC yep. as we call it inside. Hey, can you QC this campaign for me? I even do it on the tier 11 ad account was I have an ads manager that runs that. I'm, you know, the de facto media buyer. But the yep. point is, is that the QC exists for a reason. I should yep. have picked it up. So like, yeah, it was your screw up. But it was actually our screw up because I yep. take responsibility for it as well. So, I mean, I think as a manager, as a leader and somebody like you, who's growing an organization, Yep. You can't berate your people all the time. Like you have to say, all right, he did that because I don't have a process in place, a step-by-step checklist yep. that he needs to go through prior to hitting the ignition button yep. to take off. And yep. if he doesn't have that, like, can I expect him to create that? No, I as the business owner need to create it. Yep. Yeah. And and you I remember you talking to me about that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I do the same thing in my agency today is like yeah, it's that person's fault, but it's my fault too because I didn't do the final QC or look at it before we toggled that switch to go live, right? Yep. And yeah, I mean that's just it's the way it's the way it goes. And and I think on the flip side too, like 
that's why you made an SOP. You'll never do that again either, right? Like, you know, (laughs) so, but although it was my fault and it was such an elementary mistake and elementary mistakes like that are oftentimes overlooked when you're building ads because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can mess up when you're setting up ads, as you know, right? And like, a link wasn't one of the things that I think was just on like my radar, <laughs> your radar at the time, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you're busy too. And and so it was just an elementary mistake that shouldn't have been made. Um, but I guess this jo- just goes to show that even the most elementary mistakes can have devastating effects that you don't realize until the mistake is made. So we lost revenue in the short term, but I think we gained revenue in the long term because we now have an even better process that people stick That's true. to. And yeah. you know, I've since hired people that um, you know are better at creating these types of SOPs and checklists than I ever was. I- I'm not really that great at it at all. Yeah. And in fact, I'm not good. At, I'm really not good at it. When I first started doing it, I did it because I wanted to scale from three people in the agency to nine, and then to 20 and then right. now to 40, you know, and I want to scale to a hundred because yep. I need people and I need processes in order to meet that scale. Unfortunately with Facebook, and this is probably good for, you know, people who are wanting to get into doing the stuff that we're doing is that you need people to run ads. You need yep. ads managers, you need media buyers. So the processes that we've put together now are all standardized, which can have an other effect of stifling creativity and stifling innovation. But, you know, you have to deal with that sort of with trade-offs. But the point is, is like that mistake, even though we're talking about it a lot here, it actually led to us becoming a better agency in the end. So yeah. I don't look at it as a negative. And I think that's the way you got to look at like setbacks and failures. Like, what do I learn from this? And what do I know never to do ever again? And what am I going to do to prevent that from ever exactly. happening ever again? Not only to Jason, but other people. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> you know, your mistake has now helped probably dozens of other ads managers and media buyers from avoiding that same fate of getting on that Zoom call and, you know, feeling like yep. a big pile of doo-doo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and that's the most important thing. So if you're listening today, check your damn links, okay? In your, <laughs> in your ads, uh, right? That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Uh, and, it, and if you make a mistake, shoot me an email. You know, we'll, uh, we can talk about it. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, and the other side of it... Yeah, exactly. The other side of it too is what you learn from it. And and it, if as long as you learn something from that and you're not making the same mistake over and over again, that's that's the whole... That's that's what you get out of the whole process, and that's the best part of it, right? So the whole shooting match, right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, Ralph, thanks a lot. Um, you know, we're at thirty minutes now. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but thank you so much for uh, for coming on today. You know, if someone wants to reach out to you as far as an agency to, to get in touch with you to possibly become a client of yours, tell them how to do that, and then I want to touch on the two podcasts you guys have after after you do that. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they want to. Yeah, I mean, you can go to tier11.com forward slash work with us or just hit the big pink button. And that tells you a little bit about how we work with people. Primarily, we're a full service agency. Like, that's our main business. We're not an yep. info marketing company, but you know, due to demand and just people just asking me and also seeing other people doing it wrong for so many years and really getting ticked off about that, I wanted to teach other agency owners how to do it right. 
And um, we did launch uh, a new program just uh, a couple of weeks ago, which you're obviously and awesomely a part of called Agency Accelerator. And you can go to tier11.com forward slash 100, the number 100. And that should be a training or a learning link where there's a, a free training. You can learn a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, tier11.com is the place to, to find me. And also uh, visit us on uh, our Instagram as well. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, the agency accelerator program, I'm, I'm uh, just, I can't wait to learn more info there, but we just started. Uh, I'm a part of that. And if you want to get some more info on that, please go there. If you want to grow your agency, if you're an agency owner or Ralph, are there any talk about qualifications for that? Are there any specific qualifications that they need before they apply there at the accelerator program? Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a combination right now. We've got about a dozen or so people. We just launched it to our just immediate, very small email list and our many chat list, but we're now sort of broadening it out. Uh, It's sort of our first class that's coming through. And um, But yeah, most of uh, the people that are on it right now are multi-person agencies or single-person freelancers who just want to scale. So, I mean, they might have revenue of a couple thousand dollars a month to, you know, multiple thousands a month, like your agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a good mix of people, but they all want to get to the next level and they're missing something in there, whether it's, you know, a, a evergreen sales process or an evergreen lead generation process. That seems to be the big one, which we yep. know how to do really well. Or whether yep. it's operations, like we talked about here, SOPs, all the things that are so important to building an agency and building consistency, hiring, yep. um, how to sell. It was really, really important. We've got a great sales guy, uh, you know, who is heading up that whole thing. And that's the reason I think why we've been extremely successful in the last year or so, as well as customer success management, which is client management, client relationships. And that's such a key. Oh, yeah. For retention. Like, yep. forget about selling more on the back, on the front end. Like, you got to make sure they don't leave on the back end. And exactly. we figured that out too. And I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to teach people about what we know on all those fronts. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, and, and you guys are obviously all virtual. You got how many, how many countries, uh, totally got 40 people on your team uh, out of how many countries now? I think it's 15 countries. <laughs> we might have. Yeah, it might be 16 countries. We just tied awesome. up. Yeah, four continents, which is pretty cool. We're still looking for Africa, by the way. So we there we go. Continents. Well, so if you're from Africa, yeah. reach out so. to Ralph. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super cool that you can do a, a virtual team. You know, I learned a lot of that at Tier 11, which I've I've taken to my team now too, uh, and which is awesome. And you guys definitely go. know, yeah, know how to do it. Uh, and I think we're seeing that virtual teams are after the pandemic is kind of the way to go now. Um, so if you guys want to know more about the Aging Accelerator program, please, please go there. You guys will, will be floored by all the stuff that they're teaching. It's pretty awesome. And talk about... I, actually, what I want to do is talk about the virtual podcast first instead of perpetual traffic, if you don't well, mind. like Tell everybody a little bit about the new podcast you guys just launched about virtual teams and all the tools that you guys talk about. And then we'll talk about perpetual traffic. Yeah, it was funny how it all came together. Deacon, who you obviously know, who was at the first uh, uh, certification program, yep. he's now our vice president of operations and special projects. And one of those special projects is he always wanted to launch a podcast about virtual business. And he hadn't really told me. <laughs> so about <laughs> a month or so ago, 
he said, yeah, we're thinking about, you know, launching this show as just sort of a side project. And I mm-hmm. said, well, what's it about? And he said, it's about virtual business. I said, well, that's odd that you should say that because I'm actually in the throes of, yeah, I'm having an editor write a book, which is going to be coming out called The Virtual Boss Dang, or Virtual cool. Boss and, you know, how to lead, manage, um, and excel teams in a virtual or remote mm-hmm. location. So, uh, so it was just sort of a natural progression and for, for us. Like the bigger vision of tier 11 isn't necessarily running Facebook ads for customers. It's the mm-hmm. idea of escaping like that nine to five rat yeah. race and dealing yep. with the LA freaking mm-hmm. traffic every single day, going to an office. I mean, I can't imagine doing that crap. Yeah. And, you can create a virtual company unless you're in manufacturing. You need a physical location. There's certain right, businesses right. that just can't do that. So I think of the pandemic, absolutely. People are realizing, wait a second, people are actually more productive when they work at home, even if it's on their kitchen table. Like, why do we need an office? You know, yep. and you can create a virtual culture. You can create all those sorts of things that a physical location does without a lot of the baggage. So we decided to launch a, a show specifically around that we were going to launch it in the fall and we're like you know we should do it now now yeah people and uh we've been really thrilled with the number of uh downloads how much visibility we've gotten inside itunes so definitely check it out it's the virtual business podcast on itunes me deacon and uh angela uh all do that together every single week so check it out yeah i've been listening to it and it's uh it's really awesome actually it's it's pretty pretty cool and you know what's funny is um, just a little side note. Uh, so I was at a, a, a Facebook training in LA, uh, about six months ago. Um, our partner manager invited us over to a, a, a training there, which you guys are very familiar with, obviously. Sure. And, and we had to get together, uh, and, um, kind of take this business that Facebook had set up. They wanted to know how much we knew about campaigns. And man, I had that, that thing done in like, five minutes, everything was set up, ad copy was written, you know, all this stuff. And and like, it was super cool. Well, I didn't know this, but the VP of Microsoft was uh, VP of marketing for Microsoft was sitting in my group and I didn't know who he was. Um, And he approached me at the break and he's like, man, like, could we find a way to work together? And I'll tell you what broke the deal for us was I told him, I said, I do not work in an office. I work from home. Uh, He's like... Yeah, he said, I, I would like you guys to possibly come in and help me with our Xbox ads for Microsoft. Holy um, crap, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and, and, I sa- and I said, okay, well, let's take a look at it. You know, we kind of, we struck up a deal. But what ended the whole deal was a couple things. But the main one was, he said, I do not believe in virtual businesses. We have never... Okay, and this is Microsoft we're talking about here, okay? He's like, we have, we have never... We've never been able to have a virtual business and never been able to make it work with our with our company. And I said, "Well, I got one. It works great. I could also introduce you to <laughs> other people who have one, right?" And he That's was so floored. Funny. And it was funny every time we got together for a meeting, he wanted to know like all these things about how we're keeping tabs. And I'm like, "Man, it's not about keeping tabs. Like Facebook is a results based." Like platform, I'm gonna know if the, if my guys are not in there doing their job, right? Like yeah. you're gonna know, <laughs> you know. Totally. Um. So so it was just amazing to me that even a, a company like Microsoft just didn't have it down, right? Mm-hmm. Like they 
I think you should go back and uh, pitch them again because they came out with Microsoft Teams, which is like the Zoom equivalent just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, maybe they come around. Yeah, right. Well, this was well before the the pandemic and stuff, oh, you know. Right, and right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple other things that that I, you know, it was just it would have been a it would have been a headache for us to take on as an agency, but um, <clears throat> and it just didn't work out, you know. I mean, working for working with a big company like that, I mean, uh, you know, we we just weren't ready for it, you know. Uh, bottom Sometimes line, they're not all correct. Well, that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. So, anyway, so. Exactly, and so go to the uh, the the virtual uh, podcast there that they have, which is super cool. I've been listening to it for a while. All right, and then on to the the cream of the crop here, the uh, perpetual traffic podcast. Go ahead and talk about that. I'm sure most listeners uh, already listened to it, but um, yeah, I mean that's the one that's been going strong for almost five years now. I got to check wow. on it, but uh, we're on two hundred almost uh, almost two hundred and sixty episodes, I think. Cool. So it comes out every Tuesday, and uh, I do that with uh, Digital Marketer, a friend yep. over at Digital Marketer. And it's all about Facebook and Instagram ads primarily, but also we're talking a lot about other ways in which to get traffic to your website, which uh, obviously is the name of the show. But uh, you know, we've got a lot of new guests that are coming on this year, but we'll also keep really loyal to the core because i think there's a lot of loyal listeners out there that uh that are there for the for the what i think is the best advertising platform on the planet which is facebook and instagram ads because you know four billion monthly active users don't lie jason that's a lot of people that's what like one fifth of the planet or something crazy like that so um so yeah so that's that's uh what it's all about definitely check it out perpetual traffic uh, podcast, which is on iTunes, or you can go over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Sweet. Well, yeah, well, I've been listening to that podcast for many years now, and it's one of the staples in, in my business too. So, um, and we appreciate all the content that you have on there. It's, it's awesome. So thank you for that. You bet, buddy. Um, but yeah, well, Ralph, well, thank you so much for being on today. I know I kind of went off on a little tangent there at the, at the end, but, um, but yeah, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're a busy man. So. Happy to uh, happy to be on, and um, really excited that you uh, you had me on the show. This is going to be great, and uh, uh, yeah, keep listening out there. Um, awesome, Jason, you're doing a great job, man. Keep keep knocking it out of the park, buddy. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening today, and uh, for Ralph and me. Thank you so much, and we'll see you later. Hey, thanks so much for listening to The Truth About Social Ads. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at truthaboutsocialads.com for show notes and additional episodes. And if you have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show if you enjoyed it. That will help other people find us. By the way, I would love to hear from you please send me an email at jason at spotlightsocialllc.com with your feedback, questions, or a topic you'd like me to talk about on the show. If you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show. See you later. Bye.